It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I'm Franny Benali. This is Klaus Lundekwam. I'm Matt Letizia. Dean Hammond's here. And you're listening to In That Number. Here is Letizia. with me, Kevin, the Moscow Mush Milverton, and Ray Hunt. Find me on Twitter at Moscow Mush, and my co-host Ray Hunt at Ray Hunt 84 Follow the show at Number Podcasts on Twitter, in that Number Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. If you've got any questions for the show, if you can be bothered, send us an email to inthatnumberpodcast at gmail.com. Leave us a five-star review on iTunes or wherever it is you get your podcasts. Share, subscribe, and give us good vibes. Let's go. Welcome to another episode of In That Number. I'm Ray. He's Kevin. Say hello, Kevin. Good afternoon. Or morning. No, it isn't. It's still afternoon here. Yes. Um, this is episode 140. Uh, what title are we going with, Mush? Lost. Lost. We lost. Yeah, and we looked lost. Yeah, most of our defence did at least. Yeah, yeah uh, but there was, you know, certainly... No mysteries at Anfield. Uh, before we get going, uh, support for In That Number is brought to you by Manscaped, the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Uh, they've launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0. So join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. And don't forget that Christmas is just around the corner. Uh, so make sure you trim your tree this festive season. And for all our listeners, we have a special exclusive offer for you, 20% off and free worldwide shipping using the promo code ITN20 at Manscaped. 
com. Uh, today, and another difficult game to discuss, another loss. Um, yes, we expected it. Ralph took a risk and it didn't work. I think it's fair to say we, we, we all expected a better performance. Uh, the match was, in, in effect, it was over inside the opening few minutes, really. Um, but yeah, as I said, we'll go through Saturday's loss at the hands of Liverpool um, at Anfield. Uh, we'll also welcome back Tim to chat over our busy week uh, when we return home to play Leicester and Brighton. Uh, Kevin, where's your head at? Sorry, I lost my head. <laughs> you can't say that there's a free head in the Premier League. I mean, you've always got to try because, you know, <laughs> a stranger things have happened. But uh, you just chose a really strange game to experiment with the new formation. Didn't work out. He admitted defeat on that. And the second half wasn't that bad, if I'm being honest. If we'd played both halves like the second, it, we probably would have turned out 2-0 losers, as I predicted. Possibly. Yes, but as I say, we'll get, we'll get into the game uh, in a little bit. But Kevin, how, how are you in general? Forget the football. How are you and how was your week? Yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm busy as usual. Yeah, just um, having a lot. I mean, it all sort of builds up towards the Christmas period. I'm sure it does for you as well. Mm, it's always busy this time of year. For me how was your week ray uneventful i'm assuming uh it was pretty pretty standard if i must say with work yeah just standard week preparing for the games it's okay no particular occasions that you had to yeah. celebrate at all i had a birthday on wednesday so did as, you as if life isn't tragic enough <laughs> oh come on you know you've got a double bar humbug uh yeah. around this time right yeah uh you, you, you're not only not a Christmas person, but you're not a birthday person either. No, I am a Christmas person, but I'm not a Christmas person in November. Let's 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 get that right. Okay. I, I don't want to. Uh, and plus, you know, where, where you know the work that I I do, it's kind of it, Christmas is is just mental and stressful for me, and um, I, I want to put it off for as long as I can, if that's at all possible. Uh, and as for, as for birthdays, I mean, I stopped caring about my birthday when I hit thirty, I think. So, yeah. Another oh, year. Merry Huntsmas, all the same. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, but yes, uh, before we get into the news, we we have a quick reminder and some news upon that as well. Um, buy me a coffee if you appreciate what we do and you'd like to buy us a pint, uh, then please head over to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Uh, and Kevin, we have our membership live now. Would you like to explain? Yeah, and um, as we said last week, it's all ended in tears. But um, yeah, we've got uh, tears for beers. So it all starts off with the £5 for our Swift Arf tier. And then our Cheeky Pint tier is £10 a month. And uh, if you want to get us around in, then uh, yeah, the round's on you for 20 a month. And uh, you can find out about all the wonderful goodies and privileges that uh, you'll have and powers over us. If you do give us any of your hard-earned cash, yeah. go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number. Yeah, and uh, let's face it, we, we we need it after the weekend that we've just had in terms of the football. So, yeah, whatever you can do, it would be uh, it would be incredible to to us and we'd really, really appreciate it. But, yeah, as like like Kev said, just go onto the onto the site and uh, find out all the, uh, all the prizes and, and goodies, rewards, whatever that you can that you can get. Uh, we look forward to it. Um, right, uh, ITN News, Kevin? Yes, join us.
This is ITN In That Number News. Okay, then uh, we'll start with the news of Kegs Chowky. Is that how we're pronouncing it, or Chowka? Most people say Chuck, but I don't know if that's right or not. No, I've, I've heard um, Adam Blackmore call him Chowka before. So <laughs> if it's good enough for Adam Blackmore, it's good enough for me. And his first name is Carvello. Yeah, we just call him Kegs because no one's yeah. going to do that. <laughs> but uh, anyway, he's been offered a new deal. Uh, he, he's attracted attention from the likes of Man City, actually, um, and Anderlecht. Um, his current deal expires at the end of this season. So, you know, they're keen to, to get him signed up. Uh, he's been a key member of the B team uh, this year. And he's, the, of course, he's the captain. So apparently, so I've heard they offered him a new deal last week and he hasn't accepted or rejected as of yet. So he's keeping his options open. Um, yeah, we saw him in that cup tie, didn't we, against Shrewsbury? Last season. Yeah. So, I mean, if we get a, a fairly easy draw this time around. Yeah, might see some action for him. I mean, I'm guessing that you know he, he's he's holding out because he wants to know that there's a there's a chance he could make the uh, the first team. He's playing it hard to get, isn't he? Yeah, but why would he want to go to City? Eh? Why would he want to do that? He'd probably end up back on loan with us. <laughs> yes. And a few injuries to just have a go through. Uh, Stuart Armstrong missed the trip to Anfield, of course, with that calf injury that sidelined him at the start of this season. Uh, if you remember, he missed seven games. Uh, and yeah, so that's that. I don't know. Are we worried or concerned about this, or is it just niggling still and he's not quite recovered? So it's dragging on, isn't it? I mean, that's almost half the year now that he's been out and hasn't with, really returned back to fitness. Yeah, with the same injury as well. And I mean, a lot of people have said that when he came back, it was like he's not quite up to match fitness yet. I mean, I don't know how he couldn't be. And then he's out again with the same thing. So. I am slightly worried. And like you said, it was like half a season now almost. So Yeah, it's a real shame because he was one of our best players last season. And uh, I think, yeah, if we'd had more wide options around this time of the season, uh, would have saved us a, a lot of heartache. True that. Um, Nathan Redmond, uh, he's returned from his COVID protocol and the birth of his son. He's been through it a bit lately, hasn't he? Um, and he returns to the bench yesterday. So that's nice to see him back. Well, I mean, nice, maybe. Janepo, <laughs> uh, Kevin, unspecified injury. Yeah, this is a weird one, isn't it? He's been mm. out of the squad now a couple of weeks. No one's saying anything. What are we speculating? Um, is he fucking up somewhere? Maybe. Are you going to start these vicious rumours again? Um, yeah, he's uh, going to Bournemouth for 10 million. Okay, uh, and of course Jack Stevens uh, has returned to training, so should return to action very soon. That is massive he's, at the moment because he's needed. Yeah, although you know Lianco is kind of looking like an option now, isn't he? I, I think so, just not in a back three. Ooh. World Cup qualifiers, playoffs, Kevin. Yes, um, yes, Scotland. Uh, they're going to play Ukraine at home. Yes, good luck to Adams and Stu. Yeah. Some torn loyalties in, in that tie. Um, Wales, Austria, Russia, Poland, Sweden, Czech Republic, Portugal, Turkey and Italy, North Macedonia. Yeah, so there, there is a chance. Well, it's going to happen that either Portugal or Italy are not going to make this uh, this World Cup. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, they can't both mm. go through. Come on, Portugal. <laughs> mm. I'm with you there. Um, yeah, and so if Poland, uh, if they do beat Russia, they'll carp against uh, Sweden or Czech Republic at home. Mm, interesting. And if Scotland uh, beat Ukraine, then they'll be up against Wales or Austria away. Got some transfer news, Kevin. A little bit of a transfer uh, story that's popping up. I keep seeing it. Start the speculation early. Yeah. 
Um, a goalkeeper, Charlie Setford of um, Ajax. Mm. You heard this one. Yes. Um, and I've also heard about uh, Ben Brereton Diaz, the Blackburn forward. I think he's from Chile. Yes, he is. Um, another mm. one, another forward from Blackburn. Okay. <laughs> they just keep replacing them and we keep buying them up. Yeah, well, that's what Liverpool did with us. So, you know. You know, lack of forward options. Is that is that a thing? And is he the solution? No. Quite simply. I don't think so. Who's Charlie Setford, anyway? He's an Ajax goalkeeper, Kev. That's, that's who he is. Yeah, but how far down the pecking order is he? Um, I don't know. He's 17. Mm, he is 17, yeah. <laughs> he was born in Harlem in the Netherlands. <laughs> oh, Har- Harlem. yes. But yeah, he's um he's represented England uh, at youth, international level. So uh, under-15s for Netherlands, under-16s for Netherlands, and, and under-16s and under-18s for England. So there we go. Interesting. Yeah. Watch the space on that one, because, you know, for someone that young to be scouted by a Premier League team, he's got to be doing something right. And and let's face it, I mean, Ajax have got a history of, of bringing youth players through, haven't they? So there could be some uh, it could be a, it could be a real a real bargain that we get there. You quite hope so. Yeah. And um, one little bit of news. Stratford Town have uh, appointed Tim Flowers as their manager. Yes, I did see that. Yes, that was um, that's good. Good old Flowers. <laughs> A long run of former Saints players become managers now. Mm. Yeah, Kukoi Martina can be the uh, Curacao national coach. Lone watch then. Uh, Kane Ramsey, uh, he hasn't featured at all, um, injured, uh, but they play Ipswich today uh, at three o'clock, so he might be back for that one. I have no idea. I'll find out. Uh, Jake Vokings of Ross County, he was an unused sub on Wednesday as they won one nil over Hibs. Um, and he was unused again yesterday in their 1-1 draw against Dundee United. By the way, I apologise if I'm sniffing a lot. I have a little bit of a cold, so I, I do oh, apologise. It's not the Omicron variant, is it? No, it's not. It's a cold. It's what it is. It's this time of year. I get a cold. Always. So I apologise. Uh, Dan and Linda Lewis Lincoln lost 3-0 at home uh, to them lot up the road on, on Tuesday. That was disappointing. Um, and Lindelou came on on the 58th minute. It would have been something if he'd come in and scored. We would have all found out about that, surely. Um, and then they lost at home to Accrington yesterday, 1-0. And again, he came off the bench. So he's he's pretty much, I mean, he's nailed down that bench role with Lincoln. And he seems to be coming on on the 60th minute. He has done in the, in the last week anyway. Um, and that is about it for him. Um, and Will Ferry at Crawley, still not present. Um, and he hasn't been for the last two games in the week yes and kev as we end november we begin december and we all know december i mean it's it's, it just comes thick and fast doesn't it the fixtures all these fixtures that are coming up we've got a total of 21 points up for grabs and we play leicester brighton arsenal palace brentford west ham and spurs um so let me just let me just go through those quickly in 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 more depth Uh, on the first which is wednesday night we play leicester at home uh, 7.30, that's on Prime Video. And then the Saturday, next Saturday, Saturday the 4th, we've got Brighton at, at home at uh, 3 o'clock. Uh, the following Saturday, Saturday the 11th, is Arsenal away. Uh, and then Wednesday the 15th, Palace away. Saturday the 18th, Brentford at home. And then Boxing Day, we travel to West Ham. Uh, and then two days later, it's Tuesday the 28th, Spurs at home. It's It's not the most difficult of schedules, is it, really? But then again, you know, we lost to Norwich. Yeah, that's certainly true. But, uh, you know, West Ham away, Spurs at home, Newcastle at home, all in eight days. 
Why are we we're playing Brentford on Saturday the 18th and then uh, West Ham on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then two days later, we're playing Spurs. You could at least move it to the Wednesday, for goodness sake, or have um, a midweek pitch to the week before. It's just madness. It is madness, yeah. But yeah, I mean, if you look, if you look at it, Leicester, they're, they're not playing great this season. We can, we can beat them at home. I'm, we can. I'm not saying we will. Uh, Brighton at home as well. We can do them. Palace is going to be difficult away. Arsenal is going to be difficult away. We've got to pick up three points against Brentford. That's a must. Probably right off West Ham. And I think we can take something out of that Spurs game, which you're going to be present for, I believe. Yes, please. So, yeah, it could be worse. It could it could be a lot worse. But, um, I mean, the, the only problem we've got is, like, two days after the Boxing Day, we've got Spurs, like like you mentioned. And it, you, you just need a big squad, don't you? This is where your your whole squad plays, plays a massive part. Yeah, just stick out the reserve team against West Ham and... Go for the jugular with the Spurs. Are oh, you saying that we should uh, just experiment and write that one off? Not unlike what we did yesterday. <laughs> um, I, would, I wouldn't blame Ralph. But then again, you've got to get something in one of the matches if you do that. And it's not guaranteed. That is true. That is true. Um, so, yeah, uh, we've, that's our December fixtures anyway. But uh, November is, is done, as we've said. Um, we need to discuss our player and goal of the month. Uh, we only scored two goals in November, Kev, so that's going to be a 50-50 with that one. Oh, piss, piss. Yep, uh, and that was Adam Armstrong's goal against Villa and uh, Shea Adams' goal against Norwich. Both good goals, but, you know, pick your favourite. I know which one mine is. Um, and then the players, that's going to be a difficult one to discuss. We, we, we'll discuss off off air and we'll, uh, we'll put the polls up in the week. Uh, the B team then, uh, Sunderland. They lost 3-2 to Sunderland last Sunday. Uh, goals from Dom Ballard and Dinal Simeu. Um, and Wednesday, they had their Premier League Cup with Bournemouth called off after an hour's play. Uh, and we did have the lead as well. Uh, Luke Pearce mm. got the goal inside 10 minutes. So that's going to be rescheduled. Um, that's bad, isn't it? When I saw that it had been called off, I didn't realise that they pl- I thought it was before the game. Yeah, it should just play out the last 30 minutes. Mm, should have done, but hey um, but yeah, they play West Brom today, and that's a two o'clock kickoff. So they they have just kicked off as we as we uh, record now. Uh, the women's team, it's finally happened, Mush. They've lost their first game of the season yeah, against league leaders Ipswich last Sunday. A real shame, but I mean they still got those three games in hand, um, and they return to FA Cup action today when they face Ilminster Town. Uh, and that is a one o'clock kickoff, so they've already kicked off. Where's Ilminster Town, Kevin? Um, Warwickshire. Are you just making that up? I, I'm guessing. No, I don't know, so um, I'm going to look. It's Somerset. What do you know? Right. Okay. <laughs> Kevin, uh, it's, it's, the time has come. We have to discuss uh, yesterday's poor showing um, at Anfield. Are you ready? Um, yeah, fuck it, go on. Dean Hammond's here. Thank you for tuning in to In That Number. Uh, we went to Anfield. We got beat. Poor performance, poor result. Um, and that's it. <laughs> so Leicester. Uh, no, as mentioned on the top of the show, Ralph took a risk and we were exposed to a free scoring Liverpool side. Let's be honest, right? It's what we expected. Liverpool score goals and they do it with ease. Uh, they're the only side to score in every Premier League game this season. And you can see that. So before we all have a meltdown over the performance, it's important to remember the situation before a ball was even kicked, right? Because they are coming off the back of thrashing Arsenal 4-0 also. They went and beat Porto on Wednesday night 2-0. Yet again, another clean sheet again. 
That Champions League group was supposed to be a struggle for them. You know, that consisted of Porto, Milan and Atletico. And that ain't easy, right? In Europe, that's not easy. Uh, and they've won five from five. We, on the other hand, are coming off the back of a worst result of the season, losing to Norwich. What did we expect, right? And then you think 3-0 down at half, at half time, we all feared the worst again, because I, I did. Um, it, it was just a case of wrong tactics, I think. But if if your usual tactics don't work either, then what can you do? I don't care that he's, he's tried. I know you mentioned it in, in the build-up. You said that, why would you choose this game to, to tinker with the squad? But why fucking not? Why not? Um, because, you know, you don't know what twists and turns it could take. Um, you know, one of their players could make a, a poorly timed tackle and get sent off or concede a penalty, and then we're back into it. we just got to try and stay in it for as long as possible. And, uh, Did that the second half? As, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, and I said the second half is more like we should have been playing, but... Um, it, <laughs> If it's about 90 seconds, as, as long as you can hold them off, then there's not really much chance at all, is there? No, but I mean, I'll be honest, Kev, I was pleasantly surprised when I saw the lineup. And so were you, because I mean, I, I spoke to you on the phone just as the teams, teams were announced. And, you know, we had a chance to see Tino further forward, which is mm. something that we wanted. We wanted wing backs. We had three at the back. It's something that we, we discussed and we wanted. So... You're doubling back on this now, saying it was a bad, bad decision. Now, you wouldn't have been saying that if we'd have got something out of this, right? Uh, yeah, hindsight is, is a very wonderful thing. But you've got, you got to stand by the decision, mate, because I still stand by that. I don't think it was. a Well, obviously, looking back, it was the wrong decision, but you had to go for it because the way I saw it. I mean, I predicted a three nil loss anyway, so I knew we were going to get beat. It doesn't matter what formation we played. We would have been beat. And I just think. He had to go for something different. He went for it and it didn't work. That's on Ralph. He's got to take the brunt for it. And he did. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I was looking looking at the lineup and uh, trying to work out what was happening. Um, looking for the the wide men, the wingers. And um, when you don't find them, you're like, Miss Block Briar playing that wide? Oh, no. OK, right. We're going three at the back and um, having Perot and Tino as, as wingbacks. Yeah, it is a risk. I mean, there's quite a few young players in there, right? Um, mm-hmm. Tino, Breuer, uh, Lianco, not very experienced. I definitely did when the squad came out and I was talking to you. I did remember saying Lianco's first start against Liverpool. Mm. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a we, tough one. We both agreed. But then would you have been happier if we had two at the back, the way that Bednarik's been playing lately? And thought, it well, depends who the two were. Well, it would have been Bednarik and Silesio. I'm, I'm pretty confident on that and maybe Leonco would have come off the bench like we saw at Norwich but I, I just I just figured you know if we, whether we play two centre-backs three centre-backs we, we were going to lose this game and I, I, I commend Ralph for making those choices and he wanted to do something so the thing is if he doesn't make any changes then people are going to criticise him and if he does make changes then we get beat then you know this is what happens and people are you know having meltdowns again but you know I just want to get over it and just move on um, but we still have to talk about the game of course um Four nil. Uh, Diego Jota, two minutes. Uh, that, the, that was the uh, quickest goal scored this season, actually. Um, and Thiago with a deflection um, and Dick Van Dyke early in the second half. Yeah, he is a dick. Um, yep. But like I said, the starters then, uh, something that we all wanted to see, that, that these wing backs. And, and Kev, Tom Leach put out a tweet, which um, and I'm going to post to you. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Um he just, he just said, would you rather Ralph takes risks with his selection for games against Liverpool or just play it safe? 
there was there was feeling of why not pre-game. And I said that I said I'd say it again. Why not? Indeed. And if we're going to get beat, why not? And, and, you know, if anything, Klopp would have been surprised by the change and, and maybe had to discuss a tweak himself. And it didn't work. Ralph has to, like I said, Ralph has to take the blame for it. And I, I fully he support did. his decision. Yeah. He did. Yeah. And another thing that crossed my mind midweek was that we might just catch Liverpool with their pants down. I know it's stupid. It's a fleeting thought, but because, uh, you know, they had preparation for Porto on Wednesday and, and their focus quick, quickly shifted to us. It might mean some rotation for them. And, and it did, actually. They made six changes um, and it still, you know, it still works. They brought in Trent, Van Dyke, Robertson, Henderson, Fabinho and Jota. So they all came back in after the Porto win. So Klopp has managed his squad perfectly for both games and he's done it without a blemish that that's that's good that's amazing yeah i mean when you've got the squad that that he's got well you say that but you look at the squad that they put out against porto he had some youngsters on there and they still done a job Mm. and to make six changes and bring on people like henderson van dyke fabinho and and you know yeah they've got a big squad i get it maybe if they had a more crucial uh champions league match or a knockout tie Around the time we played them, they might have rotated the, the best players out against us. Yeah, maybe. I mean, haven't they just... They, they were top of the group anyway, weren't they? Yeah, they had four from four, and now they're five from five. So mm. um, they, They've been flawless, haven't they, in the Champions League? They've been flawless in the league. But from our point of view, you know, three changes, as we mentioned, and switching the formation. Lianko getting his first start, something that you were unsure of against this team. Perro and Broya come back in, so three centre-backs, three forwards... And I really, really, really liked it, Mish, and I'm going to stand by that. Okay, up until what point? Uh, up until the point when Jota scored the first goal, which was 97 seconds, in fact. <laughs> and then you, yeah, then you realise, okay, maybe this this formation isn't going to work. It's, it's. I mean, he's he's, he's tinkered with three at the back before when he first came in, and it clearly didn't work. And then he settled in his four-two-two-two, and it's, you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But you know, but the. The, the fastest goal of this season, and actually the fastest since April 2019, so it had to be against us, didn't it? Of course. Um, starts with a, well, the goal, Kevin, it starts with a slip from Bednarik, doesn't it? He gets, and then he gets drawn out of the box by Mane. Uh, Romeu falls asleep on Robertson, just allowing him to run past unnoticed, you know, ball watching. Uh, Robertson runs free into the box uh, and an easy little cutback uh, assist for Jota. Really, really bad play from Romeu. Yeah, I mean, not not just him. I think it was what's the opposite of a masterclass, a defensive disaster class. Um, I mean, yeah, in the lead up to it, I mean, Trent managed to ping it over our midfield up to the halfway line. And John uh, was first given free night reign by Bednarek, um, who out of guilt maybe manages to get the, the block in eventually. Mm. But he still can't clear it. And... Robertson, Mane and Henderson are just passing it around the area with gay abandon. But Barrett gets so drawn into Mane and at this point you go and is that on the yeah, you sent me a freeze frame. Yeah, you can see it here. Um leave Romento there, mm-hmm. just watching the ball. And yeah, what's what's Livermento doing exactly? What, what what was he doing in that screenshot? I'm I'm not sure. I mean, maybe to sort of cut off the channel between him and Robertson. But good, good job. Uh, yeah, I mean, does fuck all. Uh, but yeah, Romeo also looking at the ball, and uh, yeah, Robertson's just signaling. Here we go. There's about 15 yards of space here. 
can I have it here, please? Yeah. And, well, uh, get some. You say that Bednar, yeah, he was pulled out of the box by Mane. I get it's one of those decisions, right, that where, where Ralph has said to, to Bednarik, I want you to stick on Mane. And it's kind of like when, when one of those things that you had when you were uh, when you were a kid yourself, like you need to, you, if you're man marking, I was a centre back, so I was always told to to man mark and and I don't care if he has to go to the toilet, you follow him. It, one of those things. I'm guessing it was something similar with Bednarik because he did not want to leave Mane. And now that's easier said than done because the guy is, is just electric and he was pulled out. So out of those three defenders that we mentioned, well, Romelu, Romelu, Livramento and Bednarik all watching the same player. It's criminal. You cannot do that. And you can't blame Ralph. He's got no control over that. Romeo should know better. And for, for, for someone, you know, one of the senior leaders is just not good enough. You, you can't tell players to do that. They should know. And it doesn't matter if it's Liverpool or if it's Norwich. You're going to get punished in any league. It's just not good enough. Drinking Sadio Mane woke up this morning and young Bagnari was just staring through his bedroom window. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. It could Stop be one of them. Yeah, the game's over. <laughs> <laughs> Romeo, just just awful. It's and I don't quite know what Livramento was doing there. But this is a new formation, isn't it? So I don't know if if, if Livramento knows what he's supposed to do. If he's supposed to be trying to cut off that channel to to Robertson, if he's supposed to be cut, you know following uh, Mane with Bednarik. I mean, only he's going to know the tactics, but whatever it was, it didn't fucking work, did it? This is it. I mean, it's just loss and confusion, which is a, a common theme throughout this the first half. But um, yeah, not putting all of the blame on Romeo because we've still got Salisu and Lianco. Um, sure, in the box, yeah. Back in the box, and uh, they're also running towards the ball. That's what magnetised point, and that leaves Jota and Salah both open to score yeah it's it's, it's a wonder isn't it <laughs> it really is yeah amazingly yeah well, yeah one of them does yeah but then it, again it's like lianco hasn't started a game uh, and salisu's not started with with lianco and he's certainly not played in a back three it's just like whoa you know he's probably never played in a back three in his, his whole career neither of them i mean if you can call it a back three i mean bednar is just basically <laughs> following well, either the ball or Manny or um, mm. If someone's selling hot dogs at that end of the pitch, maybe you'd be following them as well. <laughs> um, and then the second goal, Kev, like Thiago gave the ball away originally, then Perro gave it back. Uh, there was questions of handball from Trent in the build-up, but, you know, you don't get those decisions at Anfield. Uh, Romeo's all over the place again because he, he, he left Henderson, right, trying to cover Salisu for not dealing with Salah. Uh, and they basically passed it into the net from there on, didn't they? Because... You could see that, you know, Salisu is marking Salah. He's following him everywhere. He's not doing a great job of it, let's face it. Salah's gone round him with ease, and Romeo's thought, shit, I need, to, I need to bail him out here, otherwise Salah's going to have a shot, and it's probably going to be a goal. So he runs to it, and Salah just finds the open Henderson, who's just split the defence open with one pass, and, and there we go, 2-0. Simple as that. I mean, it's just deja vu, really. It's just... Deja vu, really? <laughs> yeah, it is. I mean, okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just a, a simple tap in at the far post. I don't know how how they made it so easy for them. I mean, did, did they think that he would be offside? Maybe, <laughs> but even if you look at Salah's run, he timed it perfectly. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's happened a, a couple of times that they've 
you know, switched off because they thought decisions could go their way, but didn't play to the whistle. No, yeah, exactly. Was there a handball in the build-up to that goal? Uh, yes, there was a handball, but was it deliberate? You think, you think it was handball? Well, it did hit his hand. It, well, it hit his arm. But uh, it hit it, his elbow, didn't it? That, that's still handball, right? It hits your arm. But um, whether it should have been given or not, I don't think so. Um, yeah, we, we can't really make that an excuse. I just think it was a good Liverpool goal. Uh, and... Okay. Yeah, it was. It was a good. They made us look worse than what we were there, if that's possible. But I mean, nobody's closing Jota down. Mm, no, I was just thinking about the build-up. To be honest, I wasn't even thinking about the open, the open net really. But yeah, Romeo all over the place. Salisu not being good enough with Salah, and you know the the, the centre two, the two central players were not anywhere near Jota. So you can't blame it on one single person again it's just a defensive shit show but then again like i said it's liverpool exploited it well yeah i mean it all kind of happened so quickly that um yeah didn't really get a chance to get back in their positions i mean that that's how they caught us out for pretty much the whole match i mean they'll do it to other teams as well not just us um but the, you know the third one and it's <laughs> I, I don't know the, the, the third one it, it's almost as if we're thinking We've got the numbers back. We've got three centre-backs here. You won't be able to deal with that. Do they realise that you still have to defend as well? Because you cannot just sit there. Thiago easily runs through and, and makes it three. Just the defence parted like the Red Sea. <laughs> and, you know, it just... what did they, they, they did nothing about it. They did absolutely nothing. You could see it coming, and Thiago was just easily running through and... Yeah, both his goals in the Premier League have come against us. That is brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, um, I have to give credit to Lianco, who, like, just before they... Put a block in, yeah. Yeah, got in a decent block to deny Jota a hat-trick um, before Slezu hoops it back for a corner. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's another... Well, it wasn't directly from a set-piece, but um, it resulted from one, if you see what I mean. Yeah. But, yeah, the clearances are awful. I mean, Che manages to head it straight to Thiago, maybe without looking and seeing that he's there. Even when that happens, there's, what, six yellow shirts around him. Still manages to get a, a shot off there. Yeah, just parted for him, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it was unfortunate. I mean, it, it, it was going... It was a shot on goal that McCarthy may have saved, but that deflection... Um, yeah, it was just really unfortunate for Lianco. Uh, unfortunate for Lianco and unfortunate for McCarthy as well, because, you know, I was watching the commentary and the guy on commentary, it was Gary Breen, said straight away, oh, that, you know, it was a bit, bit lucky with the deflection, but that was going in anyway. Completely disregarding McCarthy, just automatically assuming that, that that's, a, that's a strike in the top corner. But yeah, we don't know, do we? We don't know if that would have gone straight through without Lianco's help then McCarthy may have saved it yes tough one to take I mean for any of these goals we we can't we can't really blame McCarthy like we could against Norwich no so we managed to get into half time and it was only only uh 3-0 at at the break was that a bit of a relief do you think absolutely it was yeah I think it could have been it could have been a lot more than that but I mean when we went uh 2-0 down so early on or even 1-0 down so early on I, I did fear the worst. I mean, I even said in the Discord before the game, I don't know if you, you went in there at that point, and I said, I, could, I can easily see a six or seven happening here. 
as soon as the first one went in, I was just like, yeah, there we go. You know, and, and let's not forget that, that Mane had a disallowed goal, which was offside from a set piece, which was very, very mm. close. So we could have been 2-0 down even before we were 2-0 down. Um, and then to go three, it was just like, yeah, this is all unravelling. Um, we just need that break. We need um, to give Ralph a chance to make these changes. Um, and yeah, that, that so the, the halftime whistle was a massive relief. Yeah, definitely. And he makes the changes at halftime, um, taking off Bednarik and putting on Redmond and Teller for Jay. Um, what did you make of Bednarik's performance? I mean... I, I can't remember the last time Bednarik had a good game. I just don't know what's going on with him. And I just to think a couple of years ago, I thought there was a, a chance he could be going to a bigger club. Um, that seems to have gone. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be interested in that. And that first goal, that first Yotta goal, he slipped in the build-up. And OK, he does recover and put that block in. Um, but, you know, it was a difficult game for him. He was coming up against someone as good as Mane. You need to put on your best game. And he just couldn't live with him. And he got a card for his troubles. Uh, he yeah. failed, failed to close down Thiago for the third, you know, and his passing was terrible. Basically, his whole closing down of players was awful too, and, you know, it had to be taken off at the break. Yeah, I mean, he gave away that free kick for um, the Mane offside goal. And, it, I mean, that, I, th- I thought he was lucky to stay on. I mean, not that I thought it was a red card, but um, you've got Peter Andre Mariner there. And it wasn't the cleanest of tackles. Speaking of clean tackles. Support for In That Number is brought to you in partnership with Manscaped, who have just launched the new lawnmower 4.0. And would you believe it, Ray? It's an American company and they have a Black Friday sale on now. I don't believe it. Yes. For a limited time only, you can get... 25% 25% off the already heavily discounted performance package 4.0. Um, and you can snap that up for about 80 quid down from 210. It's a bargain, um, an absolute bargain. It is a bargain, yeah. So um, make sure you keep those uh, shiny baubles shiny uh, this Christmas. And uh, hey, if you've got a loved one who needs a ball shaver, you can do no better than Manscaped. Um, do not use our promo code ITN20 uh, because it will work out more expensive for you. Just make sure you've got the Black Friday promo code in there. Please take care of your member this December and your balls will thank you. Back to the balls on the pitch then. Uh, you're 3-0 down at halftime, Kev. Uh, what, what do you do at this point? Because you know the system isn't working. You know you need to regroup. You need to make the changes. But... Who do you change? Do you just try and limit the goals at this point? Um, and we, as we mentioned, Bednarik had a shocker first half and he picked up a yellow. But at this point, you just need to defend, right? So you need to get all your defenders on the pitch. Now, I had a discussion with Alex in a Discord and he said, what do you do? You know, what? And it got me thinking, like, you take Bednarik off because he's been booked and he's having a shocker. You're, you're going to have to revert back to your normal four at the back. But, you know, is that the answer? But in, in that case, you're going to have to take off someone like Shay Adams. And indeed, that is what happened. And Shay didn't deserve to be yanked off. Speaking of being yanked off. <laughs> um, I don't think he deserved it. But hey, look, um, even if he scores a hat-trick, uh, we're not beating Liverpool Anfield. So it's best to keep him fresh for those upcoming matches against Leicester and Brighton. I totally see the logic in that. Mm-hmm. 
But Bednarik was absolutely shocking. Uh, he goes off. And then you see what Lianko looks like in a back four. Um, also putting Perot and Livramento uh, into their, well, maybe not into their natural position. Well, for Perot, I'd say natural position. For Livra, I'm still not sure. But um, uh, bringing on Redmond and Teller, um, you've got now two men out wide on each flank. And uh, you make life a little bit more difficult for their fullbacks um, getting through the midfield and getting balls into the box. And yeah, it all worked out. They it did work. Did. It did. And Teller, uh, Teller was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I thought Teller, Teller was juicy. And um, yeah, Breyer, Breyer wasn't awful, I don't think. Um, there were a couple of chances. I mean, in the first half, um, manages to chip Kanate and goes on a sprint into the box. And rather than set up Armstrong, he just puts it straight at the keeper. But then Armstrong does the reverse in the second half, doesn't he? And um, puts it at the keeper twice. <laughs> Despite yeah. begging for it um, to his right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't think that's the best front pairing, if I'm being honest. Possibly not. But, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a fan of the change, isn't it? It did seem to work, like you mentioned. Um, but, I mean, it didn't work right away, did it? Because um, Van Dyke, a goal... Three, uh, sorry, four nil. That was um, a corner. Of course, of course, it was a corner. Uh, Romeo again. He went missing. I say he went missing. He was kind of marking Van Dyke, but not very Social well. Distance marking is that what it is? Yeah, I, I guess it was. It was just too easy for him, right? It was just there was no effort there. And at this point, I'm thinking Romeo just looks tired. He needs to come off. Yeah, I mean, I, I, to be honest, the last half hour he, he wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, that that was uh, that was horrific. Who, who would have thought that uh, Saints could concede from a set piece again? I know. And just you know what pissed me off most about that goal is um, not even just leaving him acres of space to get the shot off, but just the way as he complacently shrugs it up afterwards, like, oh well, what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, dickhead. I was right with a, with a <laughs> dick Van Dyke. Just. Uh... Makes my skin crawl when I see it. But yeah, uh, Romeo, Kevin, I, I think it's safe to say that he won't be getting man of the match uh, from either of us. Well, I fucking hope he doesn't anyway. Um, at fault for the first goal, I think, you know, allowing Robertson through. Didn't defend well against Van Dyke for the fourth. He was just pulled all over the place for the second. But, you know, he did put a shift in and he, he found it. Well, he found it very tough, as you'd expect, but he just seemed to be chasing shadows all game. Now, I don't know whether that's just down to him or if it's just down to the opponent. that We're just so much better than us. But, I mean, is it something that you're worried about going forward? I wouldn't really take this performance as indicative of um, the way we're going to play in the future. I think, you know, they, they must have, they had a game plan going into it. They're going to try out this new formation and straight away <laughs> can see the goal. And shortly after, they conceded another, and they could see the game was running away from them. Um, it would be all too easy for them to collapse. But um, second half, they um, did what they normally do, and you know they didn't look that bad, if I'm being honest. No, no. Second half, they only lost one now, so you got to take. Yeah, that. I mean, if, like I say, if we'd had two, two of those second halves that we'd conceded uh, two cheap set piece goals against Liverpool and Anfield. Um, 
think we could probably leave with our heads held relatively high. I think if if we hadn't have conceded that goal in the first, you know, opening two minutes, it might have been a little bit different. If we had held him off for at least 20 minutes or so, you know, we we could have seen a different game maybe. And I think you hit the nail on the head there, Kevin, when you said that, you know, you, you, you saw the game was going away from them and they went two down and then the third one come in and it's like it's easy to collapse from there. People will drop their standards a little bit. It's going to happen. It's human nature, isn't it? You know, there there is that, I suppose. And again, it's Liverpool at Anfield, so I'm not going to be one of these people that are having a meltdown and saying that Ralph needs to go because no, it's just not not for me. I'm afraid. Um, Kevin, so I think sorry. Ralph's redeemed himself a little here, if I'm being honest. I do, he's I do, and he he kind yeah, he did he did yeah, and he kind of looked happy, not happy, but he didn't look, you know so so angry at the whistle he came over and embraced Jurgen Klopp and I know they've got a history but he he didn't look like he was fuming with the performance and it was I mean it was a moral victory the second half yeah it's just a shame that the damage limitation had to be in the second half and not the first true true uh the this the experiment with the three at the back clearly didn't work uh for Salisu and Lianko Kev um it was Lianko's first start uh, teething problems, we shall say. Uh, Salisu had a nightmare with Salah, um, but I will say Lianko was probably the better of the three. And I know he's getting a lot of criticism and stuff from, from on social media as well because they're saying that he, he wasn't he wasn't up to much. But I'm going to say he's best of the three. It's not much, is it? Because I mean, he had three tackles, one interception, two blocks, which is pretty damn good, I think. Um, and then you also have to figure in the fact that Salisu had to deal with Salah as well. But when they, um, you know, when Bernard went off and they went back to their usual position, it was a little bit more solidified. OK, Liverpool could have had a fifth when um, Yotta was left open in the box and, you know, missed that, that chance. Uh, but but still, the three at the back is probably not going to go back to. Never. Salisu and Lianko, um, yeah, in the second half, they looked like a much better drilled defence. Without Bednarik, they seem to be stronger um, as the the four of them. I don't know. I think Lianco came out looking looking good. It's hard to say um, to agree with you when we lost 4-0, but um, I'd, I'd say better, yeah. Yeah, I mean, better than Salisu and definitely better than Bednarik. I mean, it was all but in the script that he'd get a second yellow, get sent off, and then everyone knows what's coming next. But yeah, I mean, Lianco got in a couple of blocks. Um, I just want to mention uh, Perot as well, Kevin, because I've, I've seen some horrible social social media quotes on Perot also. Um, waste of money, did nothing, shouldn't be here. Uh, KWP should have started. Um, and he, he came back into a, di- a difficult situation, to say the least. Um, you haven't played in a while, right? And he, so Ralph says to him, I'm going to change the shape. Oh, and by the way, you've got to deal with Trent and Salah today. Off you go. Difficult. Yeah, on your own. Yeah, on your own. own. Well. Difficult day for him, and not good with the ball though. He didn't do himself any favours there because he gave it away a lot. Yeah, he was shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, excellent analysis, Kevin. Um, as good as start defending. Great. Um, the, the front three of Armstrong, Breuer, and Adams. Then uh, we're, I mean, we're extremely reaching to find positives from this performance, right? But the front three, they, I mean, they were going to find it tough. Um, Breuer, he looked quite sprightly. To start off with, he had a couple of runs, like you mentioned, and um, Adam Armstrong had those chances, and he could have done better with them, could have pulled it back, like you mentioned. Uh, Armstrong's come in in a bit of form as well. I mean, he had a goal or an assist in his last three games. They all had very little opportunities here, though, obviously. Um, five shots between the front three, Kev. Three of them on target. 
two for Armstrong, one for Broya. And as we mentioned, Shea had to be taken off at the break in, in, in the change of shape. Unlucky on him, but, you know, he just couldn't get going anyway. And But the front three, I don't think we like that either. No, no. And I think uh, Armstrong and Broya was, were a little bit selfish. I think um, he had timely pass from either of them just to, to cut it back. Um, they're one on one with the keeper, I and mean, we just would have been attacking them. Um, yeah, and a goal would have just would have, would have done us the world of good as well. Yeah, even um, a fall down. Aside from that, I mean, just before half time, um, Adams puts out a really clever little pass to Livramento, and he makes a one of his blind, uh, probably the only blinding run that I can remember down the right. And mm. um, yeah, again, brilliant ball from him to Armstrong, uh, but Armstrong just sticks it straight at the keeper. Yeah, just just not great. Not great all round at all, OK? Then 4-0, that was it. And if you want to have that this meltdown, you're welcome to it. I'm not going to tell you how to feel. Personally, I just want to forget it, move on, and concentrate on Leicester on Wednesday. And, and you know, win, lose, or draw, I'm still going to keep coming back, and I'm still going to be giving them all my support until that final whistle happens. So I don't care what happens. Yeah, I mean, there have been times throughout this year that um, I've maybe not agreed with, but... Uh, at least understood where the Ralph out sentiment's coming from. Um, Norwich match, yeah, second half was the worst performance of the season, I think. It's probably still worse than the first half this week. I agree. Just because of the opposition we were up against, uh, Liverpool and not Norwich. But, you know, that was one loss at that point. And... Even now, we were at the back of two losses, one of them against Liverpool and the other one just throwing it away against Norwich. Come back in a week's time and tell me, Ralph, out. <laughs> then we can talk. Oh, God. If we lose to Leicester and Brighton, I think I'll be on that. <laughs> yeah. I don't. Yeah, I mean, again, depending on how we lose, obviously. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think that Ralph's going to be at fault for both of those losses. Yeah, well, I, I think that the table doesn't lie. We've had some good performances. We've had some bad performances. We've had some average performances. And I think where we are now, just, you know, lucky we're not being drawn into that relegation battle just not, yet. Not, least, anyway. <laughs> not yet, yeah. Um, man of the match, Kevin. I'm, I, I can't do it again, Ray. I mean, they were all they were all pretty bad. Um, Teller looked great when he came on. Um it looked like he was maybe justifying a lot of the the shouts for him to be included more in the squad. I really do want to give it to to Lianco for not making a complete tit of himself on his um, debut, but I can't bring myself to. I'm going to give it to Teller. <laughs> okay, um, interesting. Um, t- yeah, Teller came on and looked okay. Well, he looked good, but but. You know, I don't think 45 minutes is enough for a man of the match performance. But then when you lose 4-0, it, it probably it probably should be. Uh, on the other hand, no one else really did anything of note except for Armstrong and Broya. So I just think on that basis, I'm going to give it to Armstrong because he came closest. That's it. Simple. I, mean, I didn't really think he looked that good, to be honest. And it's not as if he didn't have the chances. Mm, but just because, I mean, he had he had the most shots on target, most shots. Um, so I think it was just going to be a toss up between Broya, Armstrong and, and, and Teller. But I just I don't I don't know. I couldn't bring myself to give it to Teller for 45 minutes of play. But I mean, it just goes to show that he does probably need, you know, deserve more more minutes. 
He's earning. He's earning them. Armstrong. No, Teller. Ah, Teller. Yeah, Teller definitely. Yeah. Position then. At the time of recording, we sit 14th. That's three wins, five draws, and, and five losses. With Brentford and Watford, uh, they have a game in hand. Brentford are at home to Everton and Watford away to our next opponents, Leicester. And speaking of Leicester. This is Klaus Lundig from, and you are listening to In That Number. Okay, we have to welcome back. I say have to, that sounds bad. We, we, would, we would love to welcome back. Contractually obliged. Welcome back. Uh, Tim T Bizzle is back from his travels in Europe uh, and he's with us again so Tim it's great to have you back and and how are you Uh, it's great to be back Uh, things are pretty well recovered from the jet lag back to work and enjoying uh, the snow games that are going on right now all up in the north in England Mm, it's quite sunny down here actually so we're we're quite lucky yeah that's because the sun shines on you all day, Ray. Oh, thank you. Well, it didn't it's shine on me yesterday. There's <laughs> no bloody snow here. Yeah, and you've got, you've got no snow. I think Burnley have taken it all, Kev. Uh, thoughts on yesterday, if, if you can. Uh, free hit. Take it. Thank you. Run with it. Thank you. And, yeah. and, just, and just go. Uh, we all were expecting 3-0, 3-1, basically just complete shellacking, and that's what we got. They... They took their foot off the pedal at the 60th minute or so after they got the fourth goal in the second half. And it's time to move on. No, well, uh, I mean, we took, we took our foot off the pedal in the second minute, really, didn't we? <laughs> Ralph took a – he took an yeah. – yeah, Ralph experimented with that five at the back, putting Lianco. And Lianco actually wasn't all that bad. And nice. just they, I think they overall they just are so good rather than us being terrible that it – was um, yeah free hit move on and let's hope that they make learn from their mistakes and push past it yeah well said i mean that's it's nice to hear a level-headed fan may may i ask a question just uh um we don't normally get no you cannot this is my podcast (laughs) (laughs) right how do i meet this fucker right um yeah tim who would you give man of the match where you if you were asked uh romeo I think he's the only what? person. Who, what? Yeah, I actually found him to be one of the few people that actually had full possession on the ball. Um, other than that, I it was it was really rough. I oh, Tim, find I, anybody. I think he was you guys the worst player on the, the, Oh, I think he was the worst player on the field. I think he was at fault for the first goal and the uh, third goal. All right, behind well, Bednarek, sure. Oh, yeah, but then he only had uh, forty-five minutes. Possibly, yeah. Okay, Bednarek was probably the worst, but. No, Romeo was lost at sea. He was chasing shadows. He wasn't marking well. He wasn't good enough with um, Van Dyke on the corner. Completely lost Robertson for the first goal. I think he was absolutely appalling. And it, I would go as far to say is his worst performance I've ever seen. And well, didn't then, even I'll pick up a yellow card. And he didn't even pick up a yellow card. Yeah, he can't even, he can't even give him any credit for that. Yeah, no, I, I, guess I guess I just saw a different, completely different game uh, for him. I think the only other person who actually did anything sort of positive, you know, Livermento did had a few good progressions and Broya was 
pretty decent. Um, but I think Lianko is actually one of the better ones on the on the ball, especially and able to go and kind of progress and push forward. Um, he's kind of that comp- they were hoping when they signed him to be that complement and kind of pull that best regard role because he has the ability to spray balls all over the field. I don't think they're as good as Vestergaard's, at least, but it's we have a small sample size. And in comparison to the, uh, you know, the no-nonsense center back that Salisu is, I think they're a good complement. Now, if they can actually communicate by talking the same language, that's maybe that's a little, a little tricky right now. But overall, we'll see what happens. And uh, I think he, you know, those are the only two people that I, I feel actually really made it significant difference and um, I guess I'm just looking at a different game with Romeo than you guys are. I, I think I must be looking at a different game with Adam Armstrong because I gave him the, the man of the match simply because he had you know the most shots and more on target. It was just the best of a bad but and he wasn't even the best I guess. He was just he was just there. But anyway, like you said Tim, move on and, and we have to we have to because yeah. We got Leicester on Wednesday. Wednesday the 1st of December and it's a 7:30 kickoff. Uh, nickname the foxes kevin you got battered i was just trying to think up of um, think up a, a snarky sarcastic answer for that the bangkok lady boys <laughs> <laughs> we should have stuck with that yeah uh, famous fans then come on uh kasabian uh older mm-hmm. oh, jester from leicester mark selby noble <laughs> Mark Noble, yeah, proper Leicester man he is. Mark Selby, yes. Mark Selby, yes. Um, that's enough, isn't it? Uh, you haven't got the most famous one, Gary Lineker. I'm surprised. Well, he's a former footballer. Yeah, but he's still a Leicester fan. I mean, he wore his bloody boxers on live on BBC because they won the league. Yeah, so. he sh- should have done it in the park, shouldn't he? <laughs> uh, and sticking with the snooker theme, we got Willie Thorne. Um, Speaking of Willie's, um, and Kev uh, Lembit Opic as well. He's a, he's a Leicester fan. Thought you were going to oh, jump Christ. on that. Um, and also um, Arlo White, Tim. I thought you were going to mention him, but yeah, he's a Leicester fan. Oh, he is. That's really cool. Yeah, he uh, is. Yeah, great an- uh, great announcer. Top mm. top tier. Apart from the fact that he's a Leicester fan. But yeah, uh, so Leicester Wednesday night. Uh, they seem to be doing a pretty good job at the moment. Three uh, one. The last time I looked against them. Um, against Watford uh, at the moment, and it still is 3-1. Uh, Tim, why are we going to beat Leicester? They're going to rotate everybody completely on their lineup and be focused ahead to uh, who they play against against Austin Villa the, the, on Sunday the following week. Good so the Texan farm team for Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs> Not quite. Uh, I think that's that's literally the only reason uh, that's a realistic reason why you could think that Leicester uh, we're going to be able to beat Leicester also we're at home and uh, we'll just say that they're not able to get they're going to be stowed in for the next couple days and not able to train properly. Oh, I like that. That's genuine. Leicester, uh, last week they were pumped against three uh, Chelsea 3-0 in the league. Uh, they're playing Watford right now, as we saw in the snow. Uh, they're up 3-1 going into the 50th minute right now. And recently beat Legia Warsaw uh, midweek in their Europa League. So they're sitting atop their Europa League group. Uh, but it's going to go down to the last day. Uh, they have eight points, the two behind them, Spartak. Moscow and Napoli have seven and Legia has six and they are playing Napoli. So generally seen as uh, top tier talent and uh, in Italy, we'll see what happens with them. 
Uh, overall, right now, you're looking at some of their injuries. Yuri Thielmans and Ricardo Pereira are out of the lineup, and hopefully we can continue. In the, and because it's a midweek, it'll be hard for them to turn around and get that. But uh, what kind of scares me at least a little bit is because of their rotation, they've got a Europa League rotation that they've been building in, and Patson Daka has been that midweek guy. So I think it'll be – uh, his first opportunity to shine come into the uh, midweek Premier League game, which he normally doesn't play because you've got Inanacho and Vardy uh, obviously there. Uh, they've played a couple different recent formations. They've kind of mimicked that 5-2-3 with uh, three at the back and Amarte being like a right center back. Uh, that's not so much what they play against uh, Legia, which is more of a lower level team. And they played it just a traditional 4-2-3-1 where Rodgers is able to then flex it out to a 4-3-3, uh, which he'll do against weaker opponents. So we'll see what happens, but more than likely he'll probably play that 4-2-3-1, 4-3-3, and see a similar rotation that he they did against Legia. So seeing that, you'll have Schmeichel and goal. And at the back, uh, I don't think Vestergaard or Bertrand are going to start for them. No, what's uh, up with that? I was gonna, I don't, Bertrand's not even on the bench today. So I don't see they've got they've got Luke Thomas and they've got oh man I can't think of their other uh, their other guys yeah well Castagna is yes Castagna is normally their right uh, the sure. right back and yeah. so um, he played right he's he played left back against uh, Chelsea when he was left wing back and then he's playing he played right back uh, against Legia on midweek so right now uh, looking at their formation. They've got Johnny Evans and uh, Solinchi playing centre-back right now. Um, and yeah, and that's, I, think that's, bench. I think they'll play Solinchi and Evans again midweek against us. But uh, looking at who they've got now in their squad, um, you've got, yeah, Castagna on the right and Luke Thomas on the left. I don't think they're going to do that, and I think I think they'll continue with the back four. Um, I don't see the rotation. They might rotate going into the Sunday game. Who knows? Just a, um, but, just a quick question, Tim. You, what, um, you don't think they're going to play Vestergaard? I, I kind of think they will. Um, and, and I've got Sainchu in my fantasy football team, and I took him out of the lineup for next week's games because I figured he wouldn't be playing. I just thought Brendan Rodgers might you know, stick him in because he's coming back home. I say home. He's going back to St. Mary's. I just thought there might be a little bit of a you know, a, a good love story for him there to return to St. Mary's. I, I don't know. That's why I was thinking anyway. I don't, I just don't, I, I, I guess that's just a, it's just a guess on my end. Mm-hmm. I don't, I feel like because it's the premier league, they're not going to try and rotate too heavily, uh, especially, especially uh, since, well, in their back line, it's a little bit weaker since Pereira is out. Um, and then only Tielemans is out in their midweek, but I just don't think they'll, I just don't think they will. I think they're going to see more of a similar style where they're just going to rotate like, kind of like a, like a, you know, a, a tier one and then like a tier one A and a tier one B group mm-hmm. where then ha- <laughs> they'll have like Ndidi, Madison and, and uh, Bubarka and Samare uh, as their center three alongside now Daka. I do think that's your rotation player who's going to start. Um, because you've got Vardy and Indianacho playing right now, and then two of uh, Lookman, Harvey Barnes, and Perez as their other uh, kind of their left wing and right wing. We'll see what happens. So whomever is whatever the key battle is, it's it's going to be their center forward against Salisu, and if Salisu can shut them down, I really hope they can. Uh, we'll see what happens. 
And so now, what is our formation with a midweek rotation? Uh, I'm looking at Livermento Lianco starting. I think he'll he'll come in, and it'll be a back. It'll because of you think Bednar is going to miss out. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. I think that they're gonna uh, they're gonna see that uh, they screwed up with the five two three. They're gonna go back to the four two 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 for the next two games, and I do think they're gonna rotate Lianco in because he. I think he's gonna. They're gonna see that in the last 45, he did have the be able to uh, the passing ability, and he there are the complement between Leonco and Salisu, alongside KWP on the left, uh, JWP Romeo, uh, Diallo and Tella on the wings. I don't necessarily care for Diallo on the wing itself, although he did play pretty well and he's progressing really well. I think Tella will come in uh, and get that and get that start that he's been we were all clamoring for. And looking at Redmond and Adams uh, coming up because Brodia played a full ninety and Redmond's rested on a forty five and Adams uh, was taken out on a forty five as well. Oh please don't put Diallo on the right again. Yeah, I, th- I wasn't a big fan of it, but I think they're gonna tr- they're gonna try and rotate now. I don't know, maybe Moy is gonna come back in. Uh, Armstrong has been out for a little while, so we can't really count on him. And I'm really hoping that they doesn't consider Walcott anywhere near except for the bench. No, I think it, no, yeah, it means it will be. No, I think uh, Walcott's played himself out of the rotation. If I'm being honest, I think yeah, I can see Lianco starting at the Bednarek. I, I I mean, we still don't know about um. Stuart Armstrong with his with his quad injury, um, thigh injury, whatever it was, it's a, it's it's a calf, calf injury. injury. Sorry, yeah, um, and uh, yeah, I don't think he's going to be back in time. But I don't know Diallo on the wing. I think I'd rather have Walcott. <laughs> there, I said it. Um, predictions, then, guys. Uh, who wants to go first on this one? Tough one. I'm going to go one all. Alex is going for a two-one to Leicester. Uh, and that is also what I am going for. So, Tim, it's down to you. Uh, I think this will be a trap game for Leicester. I think they're going to underperform. Uh, they're overperforming right now against Watford. I think they're going to underperform and they're going to get caught out because this is, once again, they did play Ligia on Thursday. They're playing today. They're playing on uh, Wednesday. They're going to see this as they've been. they've had three games in a week. Uh, or six in three games in six days, they're mm-hmm. going to get caught out and they're they're not going to be on fire. I'm actually going to take a 1-0 Saints win. Oh God, I hope you're right. Gemma is going for a nil-nil, of course. Abby, what's Abby going to go with? Uh, 2-0 Leicester win. Uh, and Caitlin is going for a 2-1 Saints win. So that is nice. We also have a game on Saturday, the 4th of December, another home game against Brighton and Hove Albion. Are they rivals, Kevin? No, of course not. <laughs> no, of course they're not. Uh, nickname? Different counties and could be the Seagulls. Hey, he's in there quick. He's in there quick. Uh, famous fans? Uh, Fat Boy Slim. Dean Hammond. <laughs> no, he's a Saints fan. Come on. Brian. Come on, come on, Tim. You can join in if it as well. If you like. I have no clue. Some Hollywood star who's never been there. No, I've got all, all people from Brighton here. i got got um, Rag and Bone Man. Oh, right. Yeah, uh... Uh, and I've got uh, Des Lynham, good old Des. Mm-hmm. He's the former uh, presenter of Match of the Day, Tim, if you didn't know. Um, and uh, Jamie Theakston. Right. All right. Ooh, I, well, right. I do not know who many of those people are. Maybe oh. we could get him on the pod um, because we did have a question about the amount of cocaine consumed at St. Mary's. So, uh, are we, talk, are we talking about Des Lynham or Jamie Theakston? 
<laughs> I think those people are quite a bit between them, but. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. uh, Tim, Brighton then. for a reason, Ray. <laughs> anyway, Tim, Brighton, uh, what's going to happen next Saturday against Brighton? Uh, honestly, it's crazy to think about because Graham Potter just got booed against with a zero zero game against Leeds. I don't know if you guys saw that. Yeah, I saw where... that. He's not. He, he wasn't too happy about it either, was he? <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, he, they're, they're literally the XG fiends right now. They have, they're one clinical striker away from pushing Europe, honestly, at this point. He's got them playing super well. He's super controlled, but just a clinical strike. Malpe had a complete gaff miss. It was like, he had like a 0.8 XG on one shot and missed it. Uh, it's unbelievable how bad it was. Um, the old overall, I don't know what's going to happen with this because they're playing West Ham away uh, at for uh, at midweek, which you know they're going to see that as getting knocked over. Uh, West Ham's going to see that as a game where they can easily uh, beat them. And but once again, they're playing; they've been playing Europa, so that'll be their third game in six days. And then we'll see what Brighton will be able to go into. Uh, don't know, but we'll, we'll, we do know that Cucurella, uh, he's came in as left wing back and solidified that position. So far, it looks like he's been a great signing from Villarreal. Uh, I can't, Villarreal. can't, I can't Villarreal. Thank you. Um, so, uh, they've played a, a fairly, well, they've actually played a fairly fluid system. Uh, recently though, they've played primarily a four, two, three, one, and that's why what I'm expecting them to do uh, overall though, finding out who they're going to be playing. It's a whole lot harder because it'll be their third game in a week. And I don't know what their rotation schedule is like. So you're looking at Sanchez and goal Cucurella. Um, but let's hope Dan Byrne is actually going to play his left back. That'd be nice uh, instead, just because that would be fun for the rotation. And I read I, rather see a six seven guy than someone bombing down the wings and getting burnt um yeah like tyreek lamptey that's for sure (laughs) yeah which he he actually played court uh more of the left uh, right wing yeah he did yeah kind of like a right wing position because they had um well it's weird isn't it when they play that four two three one they've got the four at the back but then they've also got like trossard and lamptey that play the wings and they can also play wing back so it's kind of difficult. It's like the false nine, but with false <laughs> twos and threes. It's, it's it's a weird little system that they've got going on there, and it's difficult yeah. to read. It's like a three six one with like different levels, or like it's just they they're completely fluid, and that's why it's hard to be able to kind of see what's going on, and who they're going to play. I feel like he's just trying to take the best players that he can and put them on the field, and then he's able to make make it work at least in some just shoot capacity. them in yeah they're one clinical striker away from pushing seventh in the table i really and do yeah like he that. still gets booed yeah and uh, but he what's when you when you get hit like a two plus two you know a plus two on the xg against home against Leeds, who's honestly been shit this season uh yeah i i, I could see why but they're yeah Leeds have been so shit they're even below us that's that's how bad they are but i mean <laughs> What Brighton fans have not got to sniff at being eighth at the moment. I mean, they're above Leicester. Their expectations are too They're above Man United, for Christ's sake. Yeah, they're unrealistic right now. And I feel like they've gotten complacent with being in the league. And they just need a scare like we're having the last couple seasons of 
uh, you know, recognize that being in the league is sometimes isn't the worst thing in the world. Uh, looking at their back line, uh, Basuma and Gross are probably going to be their, uh, their, their two. And up top, when they're attacking four, I have no clue. You've got Motor, Lana, Trussard, Alistair, Mar- uh, March, uh, Malpe, uh, Danny Welbeck. I really don't know. I couldn't I, cu- I couldn't tell you. I think but you could handle I'll, all of those, to be honest. Yeah. I think Trossard will be up there and Malpe will be in there and maybe Alistair and Marsh. Uh, uh, you know, that's that's just hoping that Lamptey doesn't has, doesn't start over Veltman and we'll find you know, just hopefully they'll they'll do all right. Uh, who's their key battle? Well, honestly, it's it's a crapshoot. But Cucurella, as long as he plays, he's been fantastic. And seeing who can line up against him defensively on the wing and then Liv- Livermento can match up against them one on one, which I think he can. But we'll we'll find out. So what's our formation, uh, our, our rotation going to be? Uh, I've got Livermento, Benaric back in for Lianco, Salisu and Perot, JWP Romeu. Uh, I've got Moy. Before and, you go uh, on, what, what, what's, the, uh, what, what's the thinking behind Benaric coming back in? Uh, are, you, are you anticipating Lianco to have a shocker um, against Leicester? I think that. Or is it just pure uh, rotation? I think it's pure rotation. Okay. I think that he's going to find something that he didn't like, and he's going to want a more of a solid backline. And by solid is uh, less. Prog- he wants more of a defender's defender rather than a An kind of a ball progression. <laughs> yeah, more of it, less of it. He he wants to he wants to win, and he wants to solidify the backline. And Benaric has had a been a number of games against. Uh, in the last where, where we we didn't let a goal in. So I think that's what he'll see, but pure rotation. Uh, we're looking at uh, Moy, and I do think Walcott is going to come back in. Uh, I do think he's going to finally find that rotation back in. We're not going to have a, a lot going forward. with He's not going to find something with Tella or with Diallo. Um, it, it would be Armstrong, obviously, if he was not uh, injured. And then Armstrong and Broya because I think he'll rotate out Redmond and Adams. And then Redmond Adams will, will be some of the first people coming in, and they'll probably put Redmond in at the 45-minute mark because Walcott will suck. <laughs> Very specific again. Nice. Um, Tim, I'm going to go to you first for your predictions. 2-2. Two, two. Oh, Desmond. I'm going to go 1-1. I think this has got draw written all over it. I was actually going to take the take the nil-nil, but I, I'm... I'm a, yeah, I think there's going to be goals, and I'm going to go 1-1. One, one. So Tim's gone for Desmond, you've gone for one on draw. Um, and Alex also has gone for a, a draw. He's gone for a nil-nil, though. So we've got nil-nil, 1-1, one, one, and 2-2. Two, two. Are you going to break the draw? Yeah, I'm going to go for a 1-0 Saints win. It's not really pretty or exciting, but... Um, I don't give a shit if it's 1-0, mate. I don't care. I'll it take it. normally is shockingly boring, isn't it? Gemma is also going for a nil-nil. <laughs> Shock. Caitlin is going for a 1-0 Saints win. She agrees with you, Kevin. And Abby, what's Abby going for with Brighton? A uh, 2-1 Brighton win. Oh, oh. Right, okay, I think that is it, Tim. Thank you very much, guys. I appreciate it as always. Yes, it was great. It was Honestly, it was really good to have you back, and it was good to chat to you. And also, it was really good to actually finally meet you um, and, you know, take you around Southampton yeah. and um, have a few drinks. It was... um. It was nice. It was a good, it was a good time. Yeah, meeting as well. <laughs> meeting for uh, yeah, great game. Meeting Franny uh, twice in two days. <laughs> Stalking him, yeah. <laughs> meeting the yeah. the actual double of 
uh, Tino in The Dancing Man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tino! <laughs> and Cole, of course. Takes them same. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was good to and, meet uh, yeah. Going to the uh, going to the best restaurant, the nicely dressed, the the nicest restaurant in Southampton, wearing uh, wearing <laughs> kits. <laughs> yeah, we do it all the time. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was cool. But yeah, um, anyway, good to have you back, Tim. Um, and we will speak to you next week for a biz- another busy one. Absolutely. Hi, I'm Matt Letizia, and thank you for listening to In That Number. Okay, then extra time. Uh, predictions as always we, we talk Liverpool I said 3-0 Liverpool you said 2-0 Liverpool Tim said 3-1 Liverpool and Alex outrageously went 1-1 um, so points for all of us except Alex uh, and that leaves the scores 15 to me uh, Tim is on 10 Alex is on 6 and Kevin you're at the top on 24 well done mate 24 Y4s uh, yes uh, so, as it transpires, I was going to say that Marion was the only one that predicted a Liverpool win. Caitlin and Gemma uh, both predicted draws, and um, I didn't actually get Abby's score last week, so uh, that's the way it was looking, but she did, apparently. Abby predicted a 3-0 uh, Liverpool win. Quite sensible. Um, so, that does mean that she gets two points. Bring her up to 12. Gemma and Caitlin are still lingering on 10 and Marina is either on 15 or 17, depending on how you want to calculate. <laughs> OK, um, Super 6. Uh, yes, yeah, Super 6. We had two rounds in the week. Round 22 was won by Colin Carter with 19. And round 23 was won by Russ Sayers with 10, uh, leaving the overall still Colin Carter running away with it on 200 points now. 203, actually. Um, but yeah, well done, Colin. He's um, he also won round twenty-two as well to keep his uh, his lead intact. Um, fantasy football, Kevin. I will just say that I captain Salah. Mm. That is all, um, and and the rest of my players just kind of existed. Oh yeah. Um, I still got you've got you doubled up on the United defenders. Is there a reasoning behind that? Yes, because I forgot to pick my team. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I I, I got. 52 this week. Wow, that's good. It's all right, isn't it? It's well, Tony's just scored, so Tony's got me six. So that, that's all right. I'll take that. Tony. Oh, right, OK. Ivan, Ivan Tony, yeah. Um, yeah, we've been waiting for that. It was a penalty, but still. Um, yeah, my Man United defenders, yeah. I don't know. I just didn't change my team in time, and I know that they've got to go to Stamford Bridge tomorrow, so or today, rather. Um, so... Yeah, that could be awful. Could be minus points. Yeah, I've decided to get a, a better defence. Um, Shane Duffy, not doing it for me anymore. He's just not doing it. I thought he was nailed on in that Brighton team, but apparently not. Um, yes, still we're in the bottom half of our Potter's table. Uh, usual suspects at the top, uh, Oliver Boast, Freddie Hunt and Matt Markstein. And no one's really troubling the, the top three. Uh, David Phillips, Bobby Brown, Harko, Sumana, they round off the top three. Uh, Lucy Hynat, she's not really having a, a brilliant season. OK, um, Russian phrase this week, Kevin? This week's Russian phrase is Astatsa Zhivuk. Zhivuk. Astatsa Zhivuk. 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 
Hastatsa yeah. Jevuch. Yeah. Okay. What does that mean? Well, literally, it means uh, staying alive. Staying Stay alive. alive. But that's the Russian title for lost. Oh, okay. Well, that's, that's but, perfect. Yeah, it's more of a kind of survival thing. Um, I think we survived more or less against Liverpool. Could have been worse, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we, we definitely were lost in the first half. We certainly were. Um, yes, and a, a reminder again, if you appreciate what we, what we do and, and you feel like you'd just like to buy us a pint, uh, then please head to buymeacoffee.com forward slash in that number, or you could be a member, which would be great. It'd be great to welcome new members. And uh, as Kev mentioned in, in the show, that the tiers for beers, you can join the tier that best suits you. Um, for all the rewards, then please go onto the website um, or, or check in with us, and you know we, we'll be we'll uh, point you in the right direction for the uh, for the rewards and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yes. If uh, you do become a member, trust me, we will make it worth your while. <laughs> we, we we will. We certainly will. Um. And next week, uh, sexual favors. Yeah, that's that's on you. Uh, busy show next week uh, as we have both Leicester and Brighton games to go over. Uh, and we'll look ahead to our trip to the Emirates against Arsenal. Uh, but until then, up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up the Saints. Up my Southampton. Podcast Network.